Gossip at the Corpse Cart contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Very important announcement! We have an upcoming live stream! Join us on Saturday, April 1st for a virtual slumber party with your gals! Uh, Presented by Moment House. And no, this is not an April Fool's show. This is real. This is real, people. We are going live at 7 p.m. Central from literally my couch in our jammies with all of our Squishmallows, all of the snacks. Yes. I ordered special jammies. They may you or may did. not have feathers. Oh. <laughs> and this is not going to be your average live stream, people. We have lots of surprises in store for you, from games to sheet masks. You know mm. we love some skincare. To yep. our hot, hot, hot takes on a recent true crime case that you have all been clamoring for. You are not going to want to miss this. Absolutely not. Purchase of a ticket also gives you access to a replay of the stream so you can still join in on the fun, even if you, for some reason, have plans that night, or if you want to watch it again, because it's going to be a freaking blast. It's going to be that good. It's going to be that good. So head to wineandcrimepodcast.com for more information and to snag your tickets, and we will see you on Saturday, April 1st for our slumber party with the wine coven. Come on, get cozy with us. Hello, and welcome back to Gossip at the Corpse Cart. Where your wine and crime gals chat about a bunch of other weird shit that we don't normally talk about. Just like interesting weird shit. Of our own show, Gak is basically, Gak and the live episodes are the only ones I really listen to. (laughs) And I was just (laughs) re-listening. I was just listening to last month's Gak. And we spent time scolding Lucy about the tube woman. (laughs) Yeah, you really did. That was a gruesome case. I'll never get over it. No, I thought thought you were talking about scolding Lucy for the cold soup. That too. Stop scolding me. I'm living my life. I know. Uh, We'll find something else to scold you today. I just, (laughs) ever since Tube Lady, yeah, I, I, I'll never it's recover. It's a great way to go. It's, that was oh, several gags ago. I know, but it lives rent-free in my head forever. Well, well, maybe we'll find some more things to just fuck you up forever great. to talk to your therapist about. Cool. Well, good thing you already threw up in your retainers because... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I threw up into the impression kit for my night guard. That's disgusting. The kit, the getting your tooth impressions done, it's so big it oh. triggered my gag reflex. And I personally have a very small mouth. I gag oh. when they do x-rays at the dentist every oh, time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's bad. bad. So I just had to lean over the sink and just puke because the goo wasn't set. Oh, my God. It was cool. foul. Like, can we? Wh- wh- who are we? What oh, is happening? I'm I'm Lucy. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. I'm Kenyan. I don't I, know. I'm Amanda. Life is challenging. Let's dive right into some crazy headlines, Amanda. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to start us off today with a follow-up, a little revisit to a previous headline. Someone we love, someone we admire, 
the Florida woman who was rescued from a storm drain <gasps> multiple I sent times. You, that article. Yeah. you and a lot of people. <laughs> you can take the woman out of the storm drain, but you can't. But she'll go right back. She'll go to right it. back in. You can't <laughs> take the speaking storm of living rent free. <laughs> oh, she, she keeps going back in the drain. Okay. So we're going to go back to Florida and check in on her. <laughs> How you doing down there, hun? How you doing? This headline that reads, I'm okay. I'm good. <laughs> I'm fine. I, 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 I. I feel happy. <laughs> this headline reads, quote, dry again for now. Oh, God. Woman pulled from storm drain third time in less than two years. Oh my God! She just Girl likes can't it down stop. there. What she are loves the it. Chances. I know. Who knew? <laughs> this is out of obviously Florida. A woman with a history of being rescued from storm drains was pulled from another one on Wednesday. It was Lindsay Jane Kennedy's third storm drain in just under two years. Delray Beach Police in Florida said the latest call came at noon. A witness reported someone possibly in distress while swimming in a canal. God, that's not a good scene. (laughs) Officers and firefighters arrived and rushed to the scene and asked Kennedy, who they didn't recognize, if she needed help. They didn't get a response. Quote, according to police, she ignored them and climbed into a storm drain pipe. In front of them? In front of them. (laughs) She's like, nah, I'm good. Bye. (laughs) The woman refused to come out and begin. I live here now. No, this is my house. She just wants to be a Ninja Turtle. Leave her the fuck alone. I hear they have great pizza down there. Oh, so wet. (laughs) The woman refused to come out and began crawling farther into the culvert pipe, which crashed under Lindell Boulevard. That's like some The Ring shit. It really is. It's a pipe dream. (laughs) Apparently, a rescue attempt became trying to catch Kennedy. Firefighters said they contained her between two sections of pipe. Pipe woman. Then special operations team members from Delray Beach Fire Rescue special used op- special ops <laughs> used a ladder to rescue and a rescue harness to get her out. They said Kennedy appeared to have minor injuries and paramedics treated her and then took her to the hospital for further, probably mental evaluation. Is it illegal to be in the pipes? Well, I it's think wasting it's... resources to save her. Yeah, I don't time. think you... but if it's not illegal. I think it is actually illegal because people get in trouble for like urban exploration and stuff all the time where mm-hmm. they go down in the sewers like it's, it's not safe you're not supposed to go down there yeah, yeah. let her live uh, i mean what? i'm fine with it what have we do we have any sense of a motive i know i asked this last time Meth. i mean she just likes it was like her first sexual experience in a storm drain like was well, mother a storm drain positive vibes the next line here is police said the story she told them started with her swimming in a canal near her boyfriend's house and seeing a doorway near a shallow part of the canal she entered it noticed a tunnel and followed it out of curiosity mm-hmm. so i think she's just a curious little kitten she keeps finding all these fun new places to explore She's an mm. urban explorer. She told police the tunnel led to another tunnel and so on and so forth until she realized she was last. Mm-hmm. Long story short, Kennedy told police she'd been walking around in the sewer system for three weeks. 
That was that first time she got pulled out. She was down there for weeks. Oh How did God. she eat? What did she eat? Uh, what did she drink? She told them she lived <laughs> off an unopened <laughs> can of ginger ale she found while looking for a way out to I'm the surface. I'm drinking ginger ale right now that there I also go. found yeah. in a sewer. Just there you go. Oh, God. Family members said Kennedy attended a Bible study group with her mom before she disappeared that first time. They learned about the prophet Elijah taking a journey it said she wrote a note to her mom telling her she planned to go on her own journey. And my God, did she? Oh, God. Still, relatives said they didn't believe her journey was meant to take her into a storm drain. Kennedy was listed as endangered on the sheriff's office missing persons documentation. And a detective wrote in the report, quote, she has gone missing under similar circumstances in 2020. So she's a serial offender of climbing into the drains. I need to interview this woman. I like, know. I need more information than this. <laughs> She's fascinating. She also has chunky highlights. So I'm going to drop her um <laughs> I'm going to drop her mugshot on. Now I have even more questions. Another right? Another thing about her. And is. another thing she has chunky highlights. Do with that information what you will. This article just goes on to talk about all the other times she was in a storm drain. We <laughs> more cues than A's, but I wish her the best. Honey, stay out of the drain. I mean, we need to like custom make her a house that feels like a storm drain. Yeah. But it's above ground. I so she has like little hidey holes to explore. I, well, she's not like a, a hamster. <laughs> spider habitat. <laughs> I mean, I'm we're not designing the best habitat for a series storm of drain two. Woman. I don't think that's. She needs a I, habit trail. She needs a wheel. <laughs> to run it. Adult hamster, hamster wheel. Uh, <laughs> tubes uh, for grown women. What is a habit trail if not a series of tubes, tubes. resembling an underground sewer system? I love it. She's and part hamster. We just yes, figured it out. We figured it out. The don't it's part of her culture. Don't I'm make fun of her. So many pictures Great. of hamster habitat. <laughs> hamster dudes. to your folder. Great. Great. I love that. Oh, while just you're do working... this the whole rest of this Great. episode. Yeah. Oh. Well, while you're dropping ha- hot hamster pics, hot hams in hot the drive. Hams. I'm going to go on. Yum. I'm going to go on to my next headline. This is our douche of the month. Right here, mm. and um, the picture of him on the drive is telling. Hey, I'm going to your pictures anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> the headline reads, quote, Tourist Tad Miller pooped in hotel elevator, scooted dirty butt across floor like a dog. No. Yeah, uh, honey. What the? F- just for shits and Shits and giggles. Uh, uh, I hope we find out. Also, I think we may have stayed in this. No, no, we didn't because we were at the Opryland or whatever. But this is out of Nashville. It says Metro Nashville police responded to the Hyatt-centric downtown Nashville hotel Mm -hmm. at 2 p.m. on Monday. So, like, not even drunk in the middle of the night. It's (laughs) 2 p.m. on Monday where 37-year-old tourist Tad Miller was due to check out as his stay had ended. Instead, he was reportedly extremely intoxicated and had just defecated in an elevator and was wandering the floors of the hotel while refusing to leave, including, quote, scooting his poop-covered butt cheeks across the floor like a dag, according to a witness account of the incident. That is not how you behave in the world of Hyatt. No, it is not. (laughs) 
Not in my Hyatt. As officers arrived, the staff pointed to a black Dodge Ram, which he had just gotten into and started the ignition. So I guess he was hammered driving and then trying to flee the scene. Also hammered with like ass poop everywhere. And that's where police found the feces covered man. Miller stated he had just finished a box of wine and asked for a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not saying shit. Pretty he was charged with DUI and transported to booking. He was visiting Nashville from Bancraft, Michigan, and was booked into the Metro Nashville Jail on January 9th, charged with driving under the influence and implied consent violation. A judicial commissioner set his bond at $2,000, and the Davidson County Sheriff's Department gave him pre-tile release from their facility. So let's Jesus. hope he's clean. He's cleaned his let's butt. Let's hope he found a bidet. Let's hope he has enough money to go back to Nashville from Michigan for his court date. That sucks. Yep. So douche of the month, smeared feces all over our beloved Hyatt. Not okay. How could you? Not in my Hyatt. No. All right. I'm going to move on to some animal news. And this is like, This was maybe the most sent GAC email this month, and it's incredible. And, like, I know logically that we used to use pigeons for all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. But this, yes. They were the original spy balloons. Yeah. I'm aware of this, but this still just, it through a modern lens, this blows my mind. So. This headline reads, a pigeon was caught in a prison yard with a tiny backpack of mess. Oh, (laughs) so cute. And there's a picture on the drive. It is truly a tiny little backpack. It's triggering my, uh, what is it? Trypophobia. Trictophobia or whatever. The holes, the holes on the skin. Yep, yep. That's not that bad. It does kind of look like a hairy vagina. I can't can't tell what it was. With pills in it. Stop it. It's an adorable little backpack on a tiny pigeon. So this uh, article says a pigeon found in a Canadian prison yard with a tiny backpack filled with meth is carrying on a decades long tradition of avian drug smuggling. I also really appreciate that they like tried to color match the backpack yep. to it's the gotta pigeon. It's got to blend in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So no one will have, like notice. an orange Jansport on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> just like <laughs> mark like sharpie like notes written all over it <laughs> it's a mickey mouse it's a disney backpack it's themed it's frozen i love it frozen <laughs> if you elsa cut open backpack. elsa's mouth her mouth is full of meth it's fine oh. the pigeon was captured at the pacific institution in abbotsford british columbia John Randall, Pacific Regional President of the Union for Canadian Correctional Officers, told the CBC the bird was in an inmate yard when officers on site noticed it had a tiny backpack on. (laughs) And that package contained 30 grams of meth. (laughs) It's a lot of pills. It's a lot of pills. and Life finds a way. What I wouldn't fucking give for a bunch of cops like to see a bunch of cops trying to catch a pigeon. Yeah. Like that yeah. image is fucking hilarious with the Benny Hill theme yeah. playing in the or background. The, the first cop is like, is that pigeon wearing, wearing a, a tiny backpack? And they're just chasing it around. They bump into each other. 
Quote, they had to corner it, Randall said. You can imagine how that would look. Try to catch a pigeon. He said they captured the bird after, quote, a lengthy period of time. <laughs> Seized the dragon. An undisclosed lengthy period of time. Why didn't it just fly away? It's a pigeon. Pigeons, guess, yep. pigeons know exactly how quickly to hop. Yeah. To just... Just get just far enough in front of you, but still like be doing what they want to do. I guess. Oh, my God. There's another really cute picture of a pigeon in a backpack that I'm just going to stick on the drive because, oh, my God, it's so cute. Um, Corrections Canada is investigating the incident, according to media reports. And while prison staff, visitors, mail and drones are more commonly used to get contraband into jail, pigeons also have a long history of transporting drugs and also wearing tiny backpacks, which I did not know. No, me either. A New York Times article from February 2nd, 1930, noted that pigeons with capsules of drugs like cocaine tied to their legs were plaguing the southern border. Mm. Being surrounded by pigeons is undesirable at the best of times, even more so when they're participating in the drug trade. Well, at least that's something the wall can solve. Right? Yeah. (laughs) They can't fly over that. What we should put up is a border net. (laughs) Not a wall. Just a net for all the pigeons. Really high. A net straight to the sky. Border net. And we'll pay for it. Exactly. (laughs) I had no idea. And this happens pretty regularly. Apparently in 2017, a homing pigeon carrying 178 pills from Iraq to Kuwait in a little backpack. Wow. Was trapped by Kuwaiti officials near customs. Like, this is a thing. So looking at the backpack, it mm-hmm. looks obviously like DIY. Mm-hmm. It's just like a patch of cloth that someone mm-hmm. like hand sewed. Do we yep. think that they sewed it to the pigeon? It's hard to Ooh. see it, but uh, no, there's little straps and okay. the feathers are just covering the top of the little straps. Okay. So they have little elastics on them and they are going around they the are wings. Backpacks. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. That was like one of the, when I opened this the first time, I was like, um, if they stapled this to the back yeah. of the pigeon, I'm going to lose it. Right. But no. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. But yeah, this is a, this is a whole thing. It's, it's wild. Apparently there was... <laughs> A pigeon was busted smuggling weed and cocaine into La Reforma, a maximum security prison in Costa Rica in 2015. Uh, And then that like became a meme that I somehow missed. And the bird was turned over to a wildlife and probably drug rehab center uh, (laughs) after the fact. So keep your eye on the pigeons, man. They might yeah. have a tiny They backpack. might have free drugs. <laughs> they might have free drugs. <laughs> Get your nets ready, y'all. It's fucking pigeon time. Let's go. <laughs> and because birds are just generally terrifying and Northeast Minneapolis is famous for their aggressive turkeys, I had yep. to include this other headline that was sent my way that... We're not worried as much about feral hogs here. We're worried about feral turkeys, and mm-hmm. they are expanding. Which is their which empire. is scarier? You think a wild turkey or a pissed off Canada goose? Ooh. Well, I've been chased by both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Same. Uh, turkeys are bigger. Turkeys, turkeys are bigger. Are yeah, bigger. they look more like dinosaurs to me. Turkeys are very scary. I think I think Canada geese are scarier though. The hissing is mm. really bone chilling. It's all bad. Birds are nuts. They like, don't make sense. 
I don't know. I And also, like, turkeys, it's like, okay, what are you going to, like, max, you're going to be dealing with, like, eight, right? Mm, no, uh, their, their groupings get pretty big. They also the, have, the, like, parades. Have you ever seen them, like, di- like marching around, mm-hmm. like, in circles? They do it in Northeast. They block traffic. It's disgusting. I've only seen them on, like, side roads and in, like, a group of, like, four or five. Oh no! Uh, if you spend more time in Minneapolis, Minneapolis <laughs> yeah, they're they're just around, like at the brewery, yeah, in like on Chasing Broadway cyclists. and Central, yeah, on like My high traffic areas. It's a gang of of turkeys. Yeah, I'm voting they, turkeys are scarier. Also, do turkeys even fly? They just run. They can very briefly. So, like, they can fly to like get up into a tree, but they can't fly long distances. But yes, they can fly. I've been yeah. fully chased by a, a Canada goose, though. Mm-hmm. And granted, I was a child, so it was, like, more trauma. my height. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, formational trauma. But, like, it fully chased me and my grandma to yeah. my grandma's car and then oh, was God. so close to us and hissing in our faces that we couldn't get the door of the car open because, yeah. like, the goose was, like, right on us. You sound like this woman that I'm about to tell you about. <laughs> I think turkeys and geese have very similar terrifying behaviors. Okay. Is, is They're probably tied. I'm personally more scared of turkeys because I've had more encounters with them. Okay. But they both suck. Yeah. So this woman says, quote, this turkey has literally taken over our life. These gays, they're trying to kill me. <laughs> trying to kill me. <laughs> Wild turkeys terrorizing neighbors in Minnesota. This is out of Coon Rapids, oh, gal. Of Which course. is the real town name. Yes. For raccoons, allegedly. Quote, this turkey has literally taken over our life. Coon Rapids <laughs> resident Rachel Gross said. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Gross says she lives in fear of going outside thanks to her neighbor, a wild turkey who seems to have taken a liking to her property. <laughs> Quote, this turkey attacks me every single day, follows me, goes up my stairs, tries to get into my house while <laughs> I leave in my car. It follows my car, she said. Oh, my God. Just kill it. Yeah. Uh, just fucking I mean, get, like. Get a pellet gun. Pedal to the metal. And just- I'm sorry. I'm not a gun person, but shoot that fucking turkey. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Right. Good. The wild turkey has attacked That's people. Defense. Yeah. Get it out. Stand your ground. Stand your fucking literally against the northeast turkeys. <laughs> the wild turkey has attacked people, pecked at tires, and chased cars. Quote. I have to carry my broom and my water and my golf club everywhere I go. She's my said. broom. My broom and my water and my golf. Club. Well, pick one. Right. <laughs> Do you have to get a carry all three? You're not going on a quest. You just need you one just... good weapon. No, I need my broom, my water, and my golf club. She needs a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Emily Alston worries. My, my quiver. <laughs> it's like Hunger my Games. My gun. My crossbow. My super soaker. My mace. My mace. My, <laughs> my, my cheese birdie. <laughs> my cheese birdie. <laughs> my copy she's of Catherine Shaw birdie. She's turkey. She's turkey. <laughs> Emily Alston worries about the kids who live in the mobile home park. Quote, 
my one-year-old grandbaby just moved in with us and I'm afraid to even take her outside, especially when the weather gets warmer. Like, we can't have people over. We can't have a barbecue, Alston said. <laughs> but, like, have a barbecue? Surf turkey. Eat turkey. Don't yeah. tell anyone about the turkey. <laughs> and they just show and up. And just hide inside and watch. <laughs> oh it. my god yeah. no this is like nuts Dude for the Quote, the kids that walk to the bus stop in the morning i have to come out and help them but no they're smart and they carry sticks <laughs> well, maybe- these armed children <laughs> going to the bus stop hitting turkeys with sticks I'm in a mobile home park in Coon Rapids. This is a movie. <laughs> Alston and Gross say they've reached out to the Department of Natural Resources who offered them suggestions, including removing bird feeders or chopping down branches where turkeys nest. While they've taken down their bird feeders, others still have them up inside the mobile home park. But turkeys also, like, don't only... They're like the raccoons of birds. They snack uh-huh. on a lot of shit. So if they're... They're just, it's not just the bird feeders that are drawing them there. It's probably trash and other food that's out and about. That's why they love the city. Yeah. I mean, and Northeast. I have a theory. I have a theory about Northeast too, because that's like the area of Minneapolis. They have really good uh, water over there. So that's why so many breweries want to be on the Northeast side. And they have a ton of like spent grain bins mm. so it makes me wonder if turkeys are super into that air like why specifically northeast minneapolis are these turkeys so territorial makes me wonder if they're chomping on some of the spent grain or they like ipas or they love ipas this i is, don't know so makes so me wonder if dumb. they're chomping on some of the spent, spent grain. grain yeah so, okay when we were in chicago yeah. for our live shows <laughs> it was really balmy it was like 42 degrees oh it was gorgeous it felt really balmy and nice. Mm-hmm. And Zach was like, you just become like so Midwestern when you get back to the Midwest. And oh, it's yeah. like you become a totally different person. You start commenting on like, oh, the river's looking high. Or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or like. Oh, that that roof's going to need replacing with those ice flows. Oh, we God. We were. The property taxes alone. Alone. We were outside of the um the shed aquarium. We didn't go inside it. We didn't have time. We don't have mm-hmm. our shit together. But we we're outside it and there was like a part of some window that was scratched. Mm-hmm. And Zach was like, Is it supposed to be like that? And I I literally like un like not trying, like completely <laughs> just un- naturally. Naturally, like stuck one leg out, put my hand on my hip, looked at it, and went, Yeah. That's vandalism. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been a case of smoking and driving. And he goes, uh, who helps her are think. you in who the, the Midwest? Are you? She was the oldest living Lutheran, but now she's <laughs> dead as a darnail. <laughs> so anyway, that's just what that reminded me of. It makes me wonder if they're chapping on the spent the, the grain. Spent grain. That's my theory. Yep, that's vandalism. The, oh yep. yeah, that's a that's classic vandalism. case of vandalism right there. Oh yeah, <laughs> just become Golly. your mother. Are you kidding me? <laughs> seen one broken window, seen a thousand. You know, <laughs> the Department of Natural Resources website suggests quote the best defense against aggressive or persistent turkeys is to prevent the birds from becoming habituated in the first place by being bold to them. 
Everyone in the neighborhood must do the same. It will be ineffective if you do so only on your properties. You got to call a town meeting. You all got to get on the same page. United front. Uh, Each and every turkey must view all humans as dominant in the pecking order, uh, pun intended, and respond to them as superiors rather than subjects. Habituated turkeys may attempt to dominate or attack people that the birds view as subordinates. It's not safe for anybody, including the turkey. So I would just like it to be relocated to a place that could be with other turkeys and not be a nuisance to people or potentially hurt somebody else. To decent citizens. Please. (laughs) On relocating wild turkeys, the DNR says, quote, trapping and relocating nuisance turkeys is not an option. The methods used to trap turkeys in remote areas are often impractical or ineffective in urban or suburban areas due to safety or disturbance, which makes me wonder, what is the method? Right. That is so intense (laughs) that we can't do it where lots of people live. (laughs) Whatever. And release turkeys may also... Oh, it's poison. It's like the feral hogs thing. Could be. Could be. Release turkeys also continue their inappropriate actions where they are released or may move substantial distances to other suburban sites. So it's like if we catch a release, it's just going to be up to its old bullshit somewhere else. Well, anyway, if it's in the middle of a field. Right. But anywhere near people, they're going to habituate. Yeah. Hmm. They're going to be can't. chomping on that offloaded grain. Ugh. And turkeys do not like fly south for the winter. No, you know? they're hardy birds. They're here. They're here. They're queer. They're fabulous. Mm-hmm. All right, I got two more for you. Starting with the most Wisconsin headline of all time. <laughs> I love it so much. Quote: River of melted butter blocks Wisconsin waterway after fire at dairy plant. Oh wow! <laughs> of butter firefighters describe struggling through butter quote three inches thick on the steps as they battled the blaze at the factory is butter flammable no i don't think so i think firefighters have had to deal with a lot worse than three inches of butter i don't know though Put on some duck mountains and just move on with your day. You try to hold a fire hose at full force while slipping around to three inches of butter, young lady. And then you tell me how much worse it gets. I I guess. A fire that broke out at a Wisconsin dairy plant on Monday night sent a river of melted butter flowing across the factory floor and into nearby storm drains where it clogged a historic water artery. The the conflagration? Yeah. Conflag... Conflagration. Conflagration. Nailed it. (laughs) Erupted at an associate milk producer's facility in Portage around 9 p.m. local time. Nobody was injured, thank God. Authorities said it was unclear what caused the blaze, which is under investigation and will be assessed and will assess the runoff before deciding how best to clean it up. One of the officials said, quote, the butter runoff and heavy smoke slowed access to the structure. And many firefighting crews worked for hours to contain and extinguish the fire. Mm-hmm. So they were just, uh, they were slipping around. Oh, my gosh. Okay, when we first tried to go up the stairs to that part that collapsed, this stuff, the butter, was running down like three inches thick on the steps. So our guys were up to their knees trying to get up the steps to get to the top. Like, they couldn't climb the steps. Okay. And they're, like, crawling. Well, no, they should have done Trying to drag up the hose line. Up to your line. knees and three inches are different. Did you mean three feet? It says three 
three inches multiple times. But okay. I think they're saying they're down. They were on their knees crawling because of the thick, slappy Ugh. Okay. situation. What they should have done is just cracked a window because that solidifies when it's cold. Then they could yeah. just chip it off. Yeah, I don't they think would just... a breeze against a fire that's keeping the butter melted. <laughs> right. I forgot work. about the fire. We're, we're fighting <laughs> the whole reason fronts. we're there. But yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Quote, the hose line got so full of butter they couldn't hang on to it anymore. It was so covered that it was slick. Oh, that's gross. That sucks. So <laughs> a local hazardous materials team had to come in and stop the slick. Wow. This is crazy. Well, fucking A, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, man. Your water is probably fucking delicious now. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. I'm moving. They got butter water. Let's go. Butter water. Jesus <laughs> Christ. LaCroix butter. butter. Oh, fucking no. hand me a LaCroix butter. Let's go. <laughs> Plenty for your popcorn. Oh, popcorn flavored water. Yum. Yum. <laughs> Oh, yum. All right. I have one more. This is my favorite headline this month and the photo on the drive. Just, I need you to look at this animal's now? face. Yes. Okay. And you'll know exactly what face I'm talking about. Look into this animal's eye while I read this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Ah! Okay. Stare at this creature and listen mm. to me. Here oh, we go. No. UK town cancels New Year fireworks for walrus only for it to masturbate and leave. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? A house guest? <laughs> the subline just says, quote, my work here is done. <laughs> That's better than just finished a box of wine and called my lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Way more responsible. It's so much better. Masturbates and leaves. A walrus on the shore of Scarborough, UK in December brought visitors from far and wide to view the magnificent marine animal that was a long way from home. However, late night visitors to Thor, as the walrus had been nicknamed, got ringside seats to an unexpected pinniped peep show. What's a pinniped? P-I-N-N-I-P-E-D. Maybe it means they only have... Arms? Two fins, or maybe two arms. the tusks. I'm What's googling it. I don't it. know. P i n n n i p e d. Ped means like feet, I think. Right. Yep. So different seals are oh, called pinnipeds. Pinniped nature. Aquatic mammal, Gosh. such as a fin, seal or a walrus. Fin-footed. Fin-footed. So ped. There you go. Mm-hmm. Got ringside seats to an unexpected pinniped peep show as it took the opportunity to masturbate. That's one way to leave a lasting impression. You got to take the opportunity when it arises. Right? Literally always take the opportunity to masturbate. That's <laughs> that exhibitionist walrus. That's the lesson to be taken here. Thor's trip to Scarborough saw the town cancel its New Year's Eve fireworks display in order to protect the mammal because I think they were going to launch them off of that shore that he was hanging out on. Oh, okay, okay. It's, coming, a it's move making that more was, sense. I was, yeah. I was wondering why this town was so fucking obsessed right. with this walrus. Right. And, you know, this was a decision that was celebrated by many for prioritizing the well-being of wildlife over human entertainment. And the walrus first made an appearance on December 30th, after which a cordon, I don't know, like a little a little 
fence. A rope line. Yep. Was set up to keep him safe. At some point during his rest stop, it seems the animal felt no pressure from the many watching eyes as it began masturbating with a flipper. <laughs> Ew. Well, okay, do I need to include like animal sex acts in every gag now? Because last month, last month yeah. was the <laughs> incredible strong. gorillas oh, eating each other out. The fellatio. The fellatio. Oh my God. <laughs> that was and so now, gross. <laughs> now it's this. So there's a lot I, to cover. Yeah. Animals. They're just like us. They're just like this. E- this says evidently the plan to cancel the fireworks for Thor's comfort left him feeling maybe too comfortable and relaxed enough to masturbate. But unfortunately for the town, he made his exit before the turn of the new year. So he showed up, jacked off and left and they could have done their fireworks display. But he 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 it's you know made his, his known. he didn't it's not ask his them problem. to change their plans he no. sure didn't he just found a great spot to flap off and now he's good to go did he finish did he make his own fireworks display <laughs> oh my god this article does not tell us whether or not he finished <laughs> Um, but I'm hoping that he did, and that concludes my segment for today. <laughs> Thank God. Did he finish? Did Jesus. he make his own If you have the answer to did he finish, you can email it to us using our website, whiningcrimepodcast.com. Go to contact us with the drop-down option, GAC, so that it goes into my folder. Finish. Finish. <laughs> Ew. Oh God. Well okay. Finish. Shall we hear a quick word Let's from our do sponsor? Finish. Finish this sentence in your mind. Emphasis on the finish. I deserve a sex life that is explosive. What comes to mind? Don't be afraid to say it. Exclaim it. Because whatever it is, you deserve it. And Dipsy can help you get there in new and sexy ways. We are obsessed with Dipsy. It's amazing. Uh, for those of you who either are Haven't new, had the or, pleasure. Yeah, are new here, living under a rock. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for everybody. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters so you can discover stories about, I don't know, second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, hot and heavy hookups... It's also radically inclusive. Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners, and 56% of stories are voice acted by people of color, and you have never heard celebrities like this before. My face is literally getting warm thinking about it. <laughs> well, we'll be done reading ads soon. You can yeah. get you can get back to what you were doing. Oh, yeah, good, because I want to listen to stories voiced by, oh, I don't know, Sarunas J. Jackson, ER Fightmaster, Luke Cook. <gasps> And new content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. And they also, when you need to wind down after your big, exciting moment, they have soothing sleep stories. They have wellness sessions. If your AirPods aren't charged and you can't have the sound on, they have sexy stories that you can read. Yeah. So let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or eat things up with a partner. 
I mean, they've thought of everything. And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash gals, G-A-L-S. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash gals, dipsystories.com slash gals, and treat yourself. Treat it. Next Evo Naturals is the most clinically studied CBD brand and their Smart Sorb technology can help you get a better start to the year with products like their Stress CBD Complex. Oh, I love that one. I love that one so much. I also am obsessed with the triple action CBD sleep. Mm-hmm. My partner and I both have trouble with our sleep, but it's like, different. I have a little bit of trouble falling asleep. Once I'm out, I'm pretty much out. He can fall asleep really quickly, but he has a really hard time staying asleep. Mm-hmm. And we both use the Next Evo Triple Action CBD Sleep, and it has made huge improvements to our sleep patterns. I'm in love with it. So explore a variety of Next Evo products for better sleep, less stress, or just a boost to your daily wellness. It's 2023. You deserve to treat yourself. Mm-hmm. Let me talk to you a little bit more about this Triple Action CBD Sleep because, again, I'm so obsessed with it. It's a combination of of that smart sorb CBD to calm your mind and then it has fast acting melatonin to get you to sleep fast and also controlled release melatonin so you can sleep longer and wake up refreshed. It literally checks the boxes of like all the most common sleep issues mm-hmm. all in one convenient little place. And Nextevo Naturals are scientifically formulated by a consumer product team with decades of experience and each product is tested to rigorous standards. So only Nextevo uses that Smart Sorb CBD, which is proven for 30 times better absorption in the first 30 minutes. Especially if you're trying to fall asleep, you don't want to be waiting hours for it to work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So don't just use any CBD brand. Most CBD products on the market only have 2 to 10% absorption. So at least 90% of the product that you're taking is actually wasted. Like, it's simple. If it's not absorbed, it can't help you. That is wasteful. Then you're it's basically so just paying for expensive pee. Exactly. So Next Evo is different. It delivers four times better overall CBD absorption and has been proven in multiple clinical studies. So make CBD a part of reaching your full potential with Next Evo Naturals. Go to nextevo.com forward slash podcast and use promo code GALS, G-A-L-S, to get 20% off your first order of $40 or more. That's 20% off $40 or more at nextevo.com slash podcast with code GALS and treat your stress and your sleep and everything. Treat them! Are we ready for some coven confessions? My favorite. Uh, These, I don't even know what we have because I pulled these these like a month ago. (laughs) So I'm, I'm right along for the ride with you guys. Okay, quote, listening to the paleontology episode reminded me of a worst thing I've ever done. Oh, no. Only it's not me. It was a friend. And it's still a secret. So shh, first names only. Okay. You'll know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) They'll definitely know who they are, and all of your friends will know who they are because you're using their first names. This is incredibly niche. (laughs) So, like, if you think it's you, it's probably you. Yep. (laughs) I have a friend who married a multimillionaire geologist. Oh, my dream. 
Seriously. Yes, I am jealous, but only of the money. Millionaires are weird, but I digress. <laughs> Anywho, about 10 years ago, my husband and I were out to eat. We were one bottle of wine in when I received a text from my friend. Let's call her Marie. Marie asks if I know how to fix a fossil. Drunk me replies, no, should like, I? Like a dinosaur fossil? Like a fossil. Okay. Blew it. Well... I immediately get a FaceTime call. She shows me this dinosaur head fossil. (gasps) Oh, my God. I don't know shit about fossils. That sounds like an important one. Yeah. Then holds up a little piece of bone. She said that the cleaning lady wasn't allowed to clean her husband's home office, but they had their 12,000 square foot house. That's way too much house. Jesus Christ. On the market. And she felt like his office needed to be dusted. So she was in there dusting. Mm -hmm. She broke the nose off of the dinosaur head. Oh, God. And it's a multimillionaire's house. So it's a real dinosaur, Mm -hmm. most likely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was freaking out. And he's a paleontologist. He's a geologist. Yeah. He's an ologist. Oh, right. He's an ologist. Yeah. And again, drunk me can't stop laughing. (laughs) This priceless object. (laughs) She's drunk and being asked if she knows how to fix a fossil. fossil. We uh, we a thousand percent each would have had this same reaction. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then they say, maybe this is one of the worst things I've ever done. Laughing at my friend while she's freaking out. (laughs) Eh. Eh, It's warranted. This is absurd. Once she explains that he paid over six hundred thousand dollars for this fossil. Uh, uh, (laughs) Okay. Okay. Just millionaires significantly are more than the cost of my house. Yeah, I think you could buy like two and a half of my house with that. <laughs> I start to sober up. I start Googling how to fix a fossil. Oh, my God. <laughs> For future oh reference, God. super glue is not the answer. Oh, no. Luckily, her sister was more sensible than I and contacted a museum to be to have it fixed. That mm. is the correct answer. That is. It definitely is. That would not have occurred to me. I 1,000% would have done the super glue route. <laughs> I would have maybe been like nail glue. It's a little more precise. I don't oh, know. Oh, not bad. Not yeah. a bad suggestion. Gorilla glue. Oh, to God. this day, Marie's husband still does not know about this unless it gets back to him now that this very specific story is on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he did ask about it once, but she told him she packed it up because she didn't want it to get broken during their upcoming move. Mm. About two years ago, we visited to see their new house. I asked about it. She said it was still at the museum and to never, ever mention the fossil around her husband. (laughs) Wait, so I guess did what lie did she tell him? She told him hand over the fossil to the museum and then have it never be back. She told him she packed it up for their move. And And it's just never been unpacked. Right. But it's actually just not in their possession anymore. Yeah, it's it's okay. was broken and has been at a museum, probably in a queue to be repaired. Can you imagine having so much wealth that you like don't care about whether or it's not your six hundred thousand dollar dinosaur head knickknack was unpacked? Yeah, it's it's a yeah six hundred thousand dollar tchotchke. If you uh, own that, you definitely own a ton of other stupid shit. Probably. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. That's a lot of money. People with that much money should not exist. Ugh, unless no. they're me. Right. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> I I could handle it. Yeah. But most people can't. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
That's what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the, the wealth wouldn't corrupt me. No, never. Kay. Never. Mm-mm. All right. <laughs> okay. It hasn't already, she said, <laughs> polishing her Prada jellies. <laughs> I would notice, though, if person. your $600 Prada jellies went missing, let alone a $600,000 fucking dinosaur. Oh, I tuck my jellies into bed at night. They're my most prized possession. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love them. (laughs) Okay. Next confession. Quote, definitely not the worst thing I've done, but I felt the need to share. I drive for a ride share app in Georgia, but I'm from South Florida. Florida, Georgia line. Mm. I also love that this is a hashtag. I've done worse confession. I have done. Oh, we get a lot of those. This is not the worst. Like, I am not going to tell you the worst thing I've ever done, but this is a funny story. (laughs) So they're from Florida, but they drive in Georgia and do not have a thick accent. Most of the locals I drive say I sound like a northern. Okay. Not the fish, the person. Mm-hmm. That was my first thought. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even fucking go there. I love that you were clarifying specifically for Lucy. I was. Yeah. I, she knows me. <laughs> Not the fish. And I was about to say it. <laughs> I, she anticipated your question. I love it. He sound like a northern. Not the fish. <laughs> Oh Nat the oh, fish. Is that what a northern sounds? Oh, they're a fish. <laughs> Underwater. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so I could try animals this episode. I there, love it. Nor- I love That's a northern in the bottom of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Are you in the Midwest again? <laughs> Holy yep. shit. That's, That's vandalism, vandalism right there. <laughs> In the bottom of the boat. It's dangerous. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So just give it a good thump. It'll quiet down. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. No. So I have been binging wine and crime and got a call for a pickup in the bar area for a local college. I suddenly had a backseat full of inebriated Georgia bred co-eds giggling as the party moved on to a nearby dorm. As I drove, they talked to me, and one of the girls asked where I was from. Definitely not from around here, another girl remarked, and they started guessing. <gasps> Suddenly, I unleashed my worst slash best Minnesotan accent. Yes! I don't know what prompted it, but it just came out, and I went with it. So now I have a car full of drunk girls from the South asking me about Minnesota, and honestly, all I had to go off of was your show. <laughs> hey, that's plenty. <laughs> you know everything you need to know. <laughs> I probably sounded like an idiot, but the drunk girls didn't seem to notice. They're not going to fucking know. No. They, did, you they guys also- see, did you see my Instagram story yesterday that said everyone needs a Midwestern friend in their life to tell you you don't actually need to refrigerate butter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or eggs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or tomatoes. You should not put them in the fridge. No. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Put them on the windowsill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I got a $5 tip and my... On my weekly breakdown, I had a compliment that I was the nicest person from Minnesota they'd ever met. (laughs) 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 It's true. They are nice in Minnesota. It's true what they say. (laughs) You owe us that tip. Pay it forward. Yeah. Well, Pay that it bucks. forward as you <laughs> polish your Prada jellies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for that $5 check. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next one. This is a cautionary tale. This is a reminder for us all to be better about our online security. Oh, geez. 
So I shouldn't have the same password for everything that I've had since childhood? No. I know your password. (laughs) I know both of your passwords. Uh, Yep. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, that's just for safety measures. If I die, I need someone to access my shit. Yeah. I need someone to post on my Facebook about my death. Yes. Mm -hmm. To make my Instagram viral post about my death. (laughs) I don't really want to talk about it, but you guys, I'm dead. Oh. <laughs> Long post ahead. Long book. Long post. Long post. Uh, okay. Quote This is a little long, but oh, worth God. it. Okay. <laughs> long post ahead. I hate it when people start with that. Like, okay, I'm going to keep scrolling. <laughs> Hey, gals, here's the worst thing I've ever done in response to the worst thing that some asshole ever did to me. Mm. When I was in high school, I started dating my first love. He was older than me, and I felt very cool. Let's call him Steven. We were on again, off again, as per usual with high school relationships. Steven. Steven. A few months into an on-again phase, I had a very scary health experience. I had a UTI that was unresponsive to antibiotics, and the infection traveled to my kidneys. No, that's not good. That is scary. So also a cautionary tale about taking UTI health very seriously. Mm -hmm. Uh Do Mm -hmm. your kidneys get itchy? (laughs) I think it can be even worse. It's a lot of pain if a UTI goes all the way up to your kidney. Yeah. So things happened fast, but I was ultimately transported via helicopter to a larger hospital when the infection had traveled to my blood, putting me into septic shock. Oh, Oh my my God. God. Yeah. Honey. Not to be dramatic, but I very literally almost died. Full on ICU treatment, 20% chance of making it through the night. Real drama. Jesus. Whoa, that's so scary. Yeah, yeah. Holy I mean, shit. septic shock is... Oh, it'll fuck you up. Yeah. Infections are no fucking joke, uh-huh. dude. Mm. Thankfully, I survived. I had to spend several weeks in the hospital recovering, oh. during which Stephen came to visit me frequently. Remember, this is a high school relationship. Wow. I was happy to be alive and have such a thoughtful boyfriend. Much to my surprise, while I was still chilling in the hospital recovering, I found out through one of his friends that this asshole had been cheating on me the Knew entire it. time... I Knew was it. dying in the hospital. Mm-hmm. The prick. He had started men dating. Will be men. Mm-hmm. He had started dating some girl from a different school. Let's call her Natalie. She doesn't even go here. <laughs> <laughs> it's always some bitch from the other school. Yeah, some Orono bitch. Well, he just needed yeah. someone to lean on because his <laughs> girl, Saint Louis you were so bitch. sick. Yes. Yeah. Men he can't the emotional support. I mean, he's a boy. But Ass. They, yeah, His dick literally can't emotional be support. Mm-hmm. Ew. That crossed the line. <laughs> I just don't want to think about a high school boy's dick. Right. Oh, right. That's they, all. So he started seeing Natalie when they were in an off-again phase, but then just didn't break it off with her when we became on again. Classy. Oh, great. We were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the pool. <laughs> Naturally, I was enraged and broke it off with him for good. I also decided to let Natalie know that Stephen, what Stephen had been up to, thinking that any rational person would break up with someone who was cheating on them while their other person was in the ICU. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'd think. 
Alas, she was also an idiot and decided Mm. to keep dating him, even though he was moving away to go to university in the fall. He was moving anyway. Bad decision, (laughs) as she would soon find out. Oh, no. Yeah, if you start dating someone who is a cheater and then they move away to university, like... They're not going to stay faithful to you. Have the most fun. (laughs) Yeah. Fast forward to a few months into the new school year. I'm fully recovered, living an awesome life, and Stephen and Natalie are still together while Stephen is hours away at school. I decide to check up on Stephen's university experience. Mm. Thankfully, that dumbass hadn't changed his Facebook (laughs) password since we were dating. So I had an all-access pass to his messages. No. <laughs> oh no. This chat log was an absolute gold mine filled to the brim with messages from girls about their one night stands. Mm. The waves of satisfaction rolled over me. Oh. I knew I was right, but that just wasn't enough. Everyone else needed to know that I was right too. Post the chats. Post the chats. So very I started Kenyan planning move. my attack. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> First, I created a new email address, something along the lines of Stephen is a giant douche at gmail.com. Oh my God. I would have picked something that sounded real, but mm-hmm. that's okay. Little on the nose, yeah. but we'll take it. You're young. Then I made it his primary email on Facebook Ooh. so that when I subsequently changed his password, he wouldn't be able to reset it by email. <laughs> you literally are a hacker. Yep. Okay. Confident I had total control over his page, I got started on a new status update written from Stephen's unique POV. Mm-hmm. I believe I started with, to, absolu- to absolutely nobody's surprise, I am cheating, lying, gross, dirtbag. Mm-hmm. I really wish I kept a pic of what I posted, but it was long and made mention of every girl. Long post long ahead. Post ahead. <laughs> every girl he'd had a one night stand with. I included screenshots <gasps> of his Facebook message conversations and everything. Oh, it was no. a masterpiece. Oh, I love God. that. It is trash. It was posted on his profile for a full day before it was taken down. And boy, howdy, the comment section was interesting. Boy, howdy. I'm pretty sure it made Natalie see the error of her ways and she dumped him. So, Natalie, if you're listening, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I don't condone, like, hacking into people's messages, but you did save a lot of people some heartache and maybe some STIs. Uh-huh. So, good job. I don't think it's that black and white. I think this is fine. <laughs> She's fine. A very Kenyan move this person did. You would a thousand percent do that and more. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) If it needed to be done. He wronged her. (laughs) Good butt. There's pretty black and white. Love and water. (laughs) I mean who really was harmed in the making of this new Facebook password? (laughs) Not the fish. Okay, next. (laughs) Next confession. Next confession. Quote, hello, I will try to keep this as short and as readable as possible, but considering I just smoked a fat bowl, that's doubtful. Eh, Go off, king. (laughs) Let's go. Here's the worst thing I've ever done. I was flying home for a friend's wedding from a small airport in California, and I was incorrectly trusting in my ability to get off work, go home, pack, and Uber to the airport three miles from my house in a span of three hours before the plane left. 
That's, this sounds like me. That's a lot. That is. That's, I'll have time. That, nope. It's too much to do in three hours. The only, oh, no. the only time I ever missed a flight was when I was visiting. Well, you guys at college. Mm. <laughs> you know, Amanda's <laughs> college. Amanda's college that I tagged along to. And you were going to take me to the airport to catch my flight home. But we were watching Made on MTV. <laughs> And we like were really into it. And your mom was like, what time does your flight leave? I was like, oh, le- le- like an hour. And she's like, you guys need to go. <laughs> and I missed I my totally flight. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, my God. Of course, that's why. Oh, we got time. My flight doesn't leave for like 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm, at, I'm still at home. We're good. I mean, packed. Chilling. Watching made. Watching made. <laughs> Like eating cookies. Oh, that show was fucking good. Though. Yeah, it was a good show. Very That's problematic. Hysterical. That's hysterical. Okay. <laughs> then, okay, it took me about an hour to pack. Oh, my God. <laughs> then my Uber got lost going to the airport for an hour. <gasps> Taking that with a grain of salt. Got to be yeah. real. By the time I got to the airport, it was an hour before the plane left. When I got to the counter to check my bag, I was slowly moving back home and bringing all of my out-of-season clothes on this trip. I was informed that I that it wouldn't make it on the plane and they couldn't check my bag. Mm. It was too late. Mm-hmm. I started crying. And me, I have I have cried at the uh, check-in oh, counter if you haven't over cried my bag. A, yeah, <laughs> if you haven't cried at an airport check-in counter, then mm, yeah. A, you're not a white woman, tell you what. <laughs> <not me>. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't lived. <laughs> every like, adult, every white adult woman has cried at an yeah. airline check-in yes. counter. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. It's our I've, culture. Well, I feel <laughs> like you... It's partially like a social work job to yeah. be the front desk person yeah. for an airline. Oh to hear about everybody's everything. Yes, always like even if you're gonna cry at the counter, always be nice to the to the folks at the yeah, counter. It's not their they're, fault. Mm-hmm. It's not their fault. They're not flying the plane, and they're not gonna help you if you're a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yep, they have mm-hmm. the power to uh, ruin you your life. Yeah, ruin your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so I started crying immediately. The next plane was the next day, which is after my friend's wedding. I would, I mean, that's upsetting. I muttered. Oh, so they're trying, yeah, they're trying to make the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. I muttered, that's too late. Oh. The poor lady at the counter asked me if I was, uh, if it was for a wedding. And in that moment, I knew I had a decision to make. (gasps) You said funeral, didn't you? If I told her it was for a wedding, I'd never get on that plane. But if it was something else, she might. I found myself saying, no, it's my dad. He's dying and they don't <gasps> think he's going to make it through the night. Oh, oh my that's God. so much. You just cursed your father oh, with no. that lie. Well, Hashtag curse. When I, <laughs> actually, that's a really great idea. I need to keep that in mind for when I need to like invent a sick person. I oh, can yeah, you don't have use a dad. my dad. Yeah. Also, uh-huh. curse him. Who gives a shit? Right. Yeah. Curse that <laughs> that's guy. That's a really good idea. Okay. <laughs> Fucking curse that guy. Fucking. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to make it through the night. He's not going to make it. 
You're gonna have to really polish those acting chops. You'd be like, yeah, yeah you my can't laugh. My da- no, <laughs> it's my dad. LOL, he's not gonna LOL. make that. <laughs> not gonna make it through the night. Log post ahead. Log post ahead. When I tell you I've never seen someone move so fast, this lady oh. at the counter was grabbing my bags, running me through the airport to TSA, no line, thank God, putting oh my both my God. large bag and carry-on on the belt. Oh. She then ran me to my gate, got special tags for both my bags, helped oh. me wheel them to the plane, hugged me. Literal oh. angel on earth, this person. I oh have goosebumps. And yes. gave me life advice on how oh. to talk to my father on his deathbed. Oh, oh my God. God. I'm tearing up. <laughs> then, it's not even real. This is so sweet and really <laughs> fucked up. This person's <laughs> kindness and generosity over your fake dead dad <laughs> is so moving. Your fake dead dad. <laughs> you monster. <laughs> so I got on the plane, saw my friend get married, and vowed to never <laughs> trust Uber GPS again. That is not the takeaway. Holy the shit. Uber was not the problem here. <laughs> Hate to break it to you. Lesson learned. Uber Uber drivers suck. Lesson learned. <laughs> um, man. Oh, the ending was the best part. Oh, no. That's, you didn't learn shit. That nope. sweet, sweet <laughs> nope. airport person. Oh, uh-huh. I hope that the airport hug. employee. The, the life advice. Has such a beautiful, fulfilling, and lovely life. They clearly are a great person. Yep. Because oh they didn't owe you shit. No. Yep. Oh, my God. That oh, my God. is incredible. Oh, this okay. is my favorite confession in a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's so right. fucked up. Next one. I pulled these from a long time ago. So mm-hmm. this is from like at least two years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a few months ago on GAC, there were a bunch of confessions relating to shitty guys. And I just had to share this. Mm. I was casually dating slash hooking up with this guy a few years ago who was actually really sweet. He worked on Hillary Clinton's campaign in 2016 Had a great job, and even my mom liked him. The only reason it didn't become more serious, uh, and I eventually had to drop him, was because he partied way too hard for me. Mm. He got fucked up like every single day, and honestly, he was pretty annoying when he was that high. Yeah, that gets not cute real quick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, flash forward to a couple of months ago. He contacts me from out of the blue saying he's joining the Air Force and just wanted to hang out before he left, because that's exactly who you want flying planes. <laughs> he also mentioned he was sober. A lot of people who join the Air Force never fly planes, like no. my ex, the DJ. He, yeah. I don't he even fully of- believe he was in the Air Force, but yes. He was a linguist. Mm-hmm. He just sat and listened and transcribed messages in a bunker. I oh think my he God. made all of that up, if I'm being honest. Okay, next. <laughs> He also mentioned he was sober since he had to go through drug testing to join the military. Sure. I was I was actually really excited to hang out with him again, knowing he wouldn't be annoying and high. So I invited mm-hmm. him over to my apartment to hang out and watch a movie. So I've made some questionable choices in my life, but inviting him to my apartment was by far the worst decision I have ever <gasps> made in my 25 years of life. Oh my God. Oh no. This is in all caps. Ooh. First off, To make up for not using drugs, he would take shots instead. 
Great. Doesn't sound terrible. Sounds healthy. I love it. (laughs) He didn't even bring his own bottle. He just raided my alcohol cabinet and ended up downing half a bottle of Fireball. Oh, God. I mean, I love Fireball, but half a bottle and stealing it. A Fireball shot. I will do a Fireball shot. Of course. Oh, I yeah. won't. My grandma oh. Eileen would call them those little cinnamon drinks. Yeah. <laughs> ah, spicy yes. Coke. Spicy, God bless her. The spicy cinnamons. Hello, can you make me one of those little cinnamon drinks? <laughs> sure can, grandma. He then refused to watch any movie that didn't have Adam Sandler in it. No. Oh. Get out. That's I'm not the even worst kidding. part about this so far. Most egregious. <laughs> this adult man refused to watch any movie without Adam Sandler. The only good Adam Sandler movie is Spanglish. Mm. True. And Anka Charms. There was oh, one recently Chow. where he plays like a Bunch basketball coach. That's know. quite good. I don't know. I, Are you sports? taking of his side? There are some. I to be Actually, fair though to be to fair me. though click is really an amazing film <laughs> click <laughs> it's a cinematic masterpiece oh my god click <laughs> all right big that daddy is... big daddy oh, okay, I, hate. I fucking love big daddy oh no. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> oh god <laughs> I really hate that child actor who also played Ben on Friends oh I'm yeah. sorry I'm sure, sure he's sure, a sure, lovely sure, person and I well, hate that he's, he's a child, child he's but. two people he's a twin he is a twin <laughs> yeah no thank you okay makes it worse right uh, yeah there's, there's two, two of them, them. <laughs> <laughs> alright back to the state so he also peed with the door open got no. mad at me when I told him I didn't want to have sex and said no. Trump Quote, sucks, but isn't as bad as everyone thinks he is. End quote. Oh, okay. Wait, who sucks? Trump. Okay. But he's not as bad as everyone thinks. Uh Uh-huh. The last strike for me was when he started blaming unhoused people stealing medicine from his local Walgreens uh, for the Walgreens closing down and then told me, a black woman that Black Lives Matter was a, quote, terrorist organization. Oh, oh my God. Okay. He's an all-around winner. So I'm trying to figure out how to get this stupid fucking train wreck out of my house since politely asking him to leave didn't work. This stupid fucking Adam Sandler fan. <laughs> Ish. Adam Sandler's number one fucking fan. <laughs> I went to my room to call my roommate and figure out a plan. And after coming up with nothing, I went back into the living room to see that this fucking personification of a dirty Band-Aid was about to make himself <laughs> my frozen mini pizzas from Trader Joe's that no. were in my freezer. No. no. Oh, nope. Get your gun. Goodbye. <laughs> Stand your ground. Fuck out of my house. Stand your fucking ground. Stand your ground. That uh, is your mini pizza. Uh, someone eating my food is, I think, the uh, biggest offense that and I uninvited? can think of. And yes. the fact that they're from Trader Joe's, like, I'm sorry, it's a bit of a mission to get oh, yeah. food from Trader Joe's. Okay. It and it's not cheap. And he didn't yeah. fucking ask or get offered a snack. Right. He's just going mm-hmm. into your fridge. Mm-hmm. No. No. Mm-hmm. The freezer no. is also like a higher tier like personal level like it's yes. a literal 
lockbox. Yep. Yeah. Compared to the fridge, we're like, okay, maybe you open There's the fridge. There's some string and see, cheese. Yeah. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The freezer. No. Precious items are in the freezer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I tell him to leave again and he hits me with, I've been drinking. You want me to drive drunk? I can no, die. No, you can get a cab, you fucker. Oh. oh. What a what a manipulative piece of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I finally came up with a great plan to not only get him out of my apartment, but probably out of my life forever. I say, yeah, you're right. I'm actually hungry, too. Let's go get in and out. Smart. So that is that is genius. I would not have come up with that plan of like, mm-hmm. okay, he's clearly like belligerent. And, and I'm going to drive him to a fucking fast food place and place. I'm going to dip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Bye-bye. So I drove us to In-N-Out, not the In-N-Out that was down the street from my apartment. Smart. I drove us to an In-N-Out 25 minutes away. <laughs> I'm going to take this guy to a nice farm in upstate New York. <laughs> She's rehoming a wild turkey. <laughs> He's habituated. <laughs> she did rehome this man. I brought my broom. I brought my water. My, water, my, golf, my golf club. My mace. <laughs> My she's birdie. My golf club. <laughs> the kids have to carry sticks. <laughs> he was habituated. She had yeah. to rehome him. He yeah. had to fucking rehome this asshole and far enough away that he wouldn't find his way. <laughs> He's an actual wild turkey. He probably likes IPAs. <laughs> he eats, he munches on spent grains. <laughs> The fact that she drove him extra far away so he literally couldn't wander back to her. He's like a chipmunk. I've done that with a chipmunk before. It's a guinea pig story. Oh, the fucking uh, demon zombie <laughs> hamster that the dad chucked out the window. Yeah. I can't with that. No, we can't go back there. When he asked go to charge his we phone, I told him my car charger was broken. Yeah. <laughs> and when we got to in and out, I said, I don't have a charger card. I don't have a charger. <laughs> my card doesn't do that. Yeah, sorry. When we got to In and Out, I suggested we order inside because the drive-through line was so long. Smart. As soon as he got out of my car, I locked my doors, blocked his number, and drove home. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit! You are blocked the most number. brilliant person. <laughs> I did feel really bad for leaving him stranded, Don't. but I'm sure he was fine. Yeah. And yes, it has occurred to me that this guy knows where I live. But honestly, I don't think he's smart enough to remember which apartment was mine. Yeah, you're good. It's been a few months <laughs> that I haven't heard any. I think a hawk got him. <laughs> hawk got him. <laughs> he got stuck oh, he inside hurt. a dumpster and I never heard from him again. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I did find out that the Air Force rejected him, though. I guess they have higher standards. <laughs> so <laughs> our skies are still safe. <laughs> uh, holy shit. I love that she rehomed him. This is brilliant. That's a really good move to remember. That seriously is genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. Okay, let's <laughs> rehome Bill. <laughs> if he ever causes you a moment's trouble he won't remember where you live 
won't remember the home he co-owns. Yeah, yeah. I'll just strand him <laughs> miles away number. without his van. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh Holy shit. I had one amazing. more, but I think we should end there. That was too I good. Agree. Yeah. That was the one. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what a right. winner. Well, there you All go. All right. Let's let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's talk about grooming for a minute. You know, hair is hair, right? We all have it. We've all got it in mostly the same places. Except mm-hmm. for me, I have a lot right between my eyes. <laughs> which is not normal, but whatever. But why, as a man or a woman or anything in between or outside, are we told to groom a certain way with these like weirdo gendered tools that are on the market? I'm over That's it. That's so true. It's like hair is hair. Hair's hair. And as a woman, myself, like, I'm told to undergo painful and expensive processes like waxing and laser hair removal, when our body hair really isn't any different from anybody else's, and who is to tell us how we should groom our body hair anyway? Exactly. So enter the Meridian Trimmer. This high-quality grooming device is fitted with safe ceramic blades and designed for all body and hair types. And it helps you smoothly cut through your hair without nicks and cuts, even in your most sensitive areas. And um, I have tried a few different trimmers from different brands. Mm -hmm. And this Meridian trimmer is hands down the highest quality one I have ever used. It's fantastic. So we have partnered with Meridian Grooming to grant you an extra 15% off this trimmer using coupon code GALS. That's M-E-R-I-D-I-A-N grooming.com slash G-A-L-S for an exclusive 15% off. Society's attitude towards body hair is changing and Meridian is ushering in a new era of inclusive grooming along with it. Their mission is to help you feel confidently yourself however you choose to take care of your body hair. Heck yes. So again, that's GALS, G-A-L-S, for an exclusive 15% off. And treat your hair. Treat it. Are we ready for Corner Corner? I don't know. I don't know. How many tubes? (laughs) I don't think I have anything too bad. Okay, so the other day my mom sent me, you know, she loves her obits. Mm -hmm. And she's at the cabin with my dad right now. So she's, she's really diving into some old obits. Mm-hmm. And she sent me one that begins with Roger Gary Peterson, age 86, fell asleep in death on January 7th. <gasps> the f- um, and okay. so that got me thinking about like other weird euphemisms we have for dying because nobody ever wants to say that the person died. They passed away mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. So I have some weird ones from the independent age, which is mm-hmm. a UK based whatever it is. So these are kind of. Whatever you'll you'll they're, they're still familiar. So little British tinge to the euphemisms. Yes. So the first one is mm-hmm. kicked the bucket. So the Oxford English Dictionary, one of my side pieces, thinks that this popular phrase most likely originated from the grisly imagery of slaughtered pigs struggling on a beam called a bucket while being suspended by their feet. What? Uh. Mm, I thought it was k- like from hanging, like you you know. Oh. Uh, well, know. here's. Here's, there are a couple of other theories, and one is that it came from the days of death by hanging, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where a bucket was kicked out from under the feet by the executioner. Right. Right. But the executioner then would be the one kicking the bucket, technically. 
Mm-hmm. And yet another rather more spooky theory holds that corpses would extend their feet at the point of death and knock over a bucket of holy water placed at their feet as part of a Catholic ritual. Ooh. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so our next euphemism is six feet under. Mm. As straightforward and logical as the image it conjures up, this expression came to be during the Great Plague of London in 1665. Lord Mayor John Lawrence was uh, very sensibly instructed that all graves be dug a minimum distance below the ground to prevent further infection. Mm -hmm. The term is still popular today, even though today's regulations have changed and the average grave is now only three to four feet deep. What? Mm -hmm. They don't have to dig all six feet. What? No. Yeah, Yeah, that's what this says. Wow. Okay. We're not as worried about infection from plague, and we also know more about it. I guess. It's just weird. (laughs) I saw a picture of somebody. (laughs) Some girl dropped her phone into a grave, like, at a funeral. Oh, God. (laughs) No. They had to hold her by her feet and, like, lower her in so she could go, so she could reach down and grab it. (laughs) Absolutely Mm. not. Mm -mm. (laughs) No. I lost, that phone is gone. I lost my phone. I guess I'm going to Verizon. Yep. Guess I'm getting a new phone today because yeah. my phone is in a grave. Mm-hmm. It's like that person who uh, dropped their phone down the porta potty in like some state park. Yep. And yeah. then they went after it and then Nothing. they had to be rescued from the shit tank. Yeah. I could drop my grandmother's diamond ring into a porta potty and it'd be gone. I'm yeah. not going might, after it. It's gone. I might. I might go after my ring, but I, yeah. I wouldn't. I literally would not. It depends mm. where the porta potty is. If it's at like a music festival, no. <laughs> where would it? Shit is shit is shit, girl. Unless it I, was, I, unless it was hot off the presses at the porta potty <laughs> factory, had never been used. <laughs> Have you ever used a brand factory. new porta potty, like hat, like your just wedding. cleaned? Oh. oh my god, those bathrooms they were, were gorgeous. Those weren't even really porta potties. They flushed. Right. There was lighting. Yeah. There was mm-hmm. mood lighting. Air conditioning. It was mm-hmm. air conditioned. There was mood light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I spent 90% of your wedding mm-hmm. in that trailer. I had yep. several heart to hearts with different people in those <laughs> toilets. <laughs> Wasted. Yeah. So shout out to a king's throne in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A next time. Not <laughs> They're not paying me. But I'm totally open to it. Oh, no. (laughs) Next euphemism is pegged it. So this is kind of one that's like British. Mm -hmm. This one is thought to have originated during the First World War. A common pastime for soldiers was to play cribbage, keeping score on a pegboard. Depending on the strength of their hand, they might have had to peg it or peg out when no longer able to continue. And the term naturally became popular on as well as off the battlefield. Okay. Hey. We've all heard sleeping with the fishes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone's sleeping with the fishes, you might be forgiven for thinking they'd met an untimely and sinister end, perhaps wearing cement shoes. Although mm. the phrase was popularized by Francis Ford Coppola's Godfather, one of the film's unfortunate characters, Luca Brasi, wasn't the first person to meet such a fate. The writings of English poet Edmund Spencer show that that phrase was around in the 16th century. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like this one. They bought the farm. Mm. This lesser known expression might sound like a cider brewing tomato growing dream to you and me, 
but actually stems from a far more tragic occurrence in history. So flying accidents by U.S. Air Force trainees, back to the Air Force. It all circles back. (laughs) We've had a lot of circle backs this episode. We have. So flying accidents by trainees in rural areas during World War II would often involve the destruction of land or property. As the government Mm. would have to pay out compensation to the farm owners, the dead pilots were said to have effectively bought the farm. (gasps) Oh. Oh. Ooh, macabre. Very. (laughs) Okay, I'd never heard this one, but apparently it originated in the Netherlands. Pop your clogs. (laughs) I I haven't heard that. that, And of course that originated (laughs) in in the Netherlands. That's amazing. Oh, it it didn't originate in the Netherlands. It's actually thought to come from the UK in 1970 or around that time. It's not Mm. completely clear exactly how it came to be, but the most likely theory is that pop means pawn. So Mm. they pawn their clogs and that northern factory workers who wore clogs pawned them when they were about to die. Not going to need the clogs anymore. I'm going to pawn them. Dutch people just falling down. And pop, just pop popping off yeah. their clags. Yeah. And then pushing up daisies. So a slightly yeah. more mm-hmm. serene expression, pushing up daisies, was first recorded in about 1918 in one of Wilfred Owen's poems about the First World War and refers, of course, to the flowers that are most that are most likely to grow over a grave, which apparently mm. are daisies. Okay. Is that cool? Yeah. That is cool. I, I didn't know that they were the most likely. I didn't either. I just figured it'd be dandelions. Mushrooms. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, probably depends on the area, but World War One, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I have a list of more. I have a news article. Several people sent this to me, including oh God. Okay. my mom and our friend Blortney. Mm. Okay. So this happened just a couple of weeks ago as we record this. From CNN, the headline reads, Residential care facility faces $10,000 fine after Iowa funeral director finds woman pronounced dead gasping for air in a body bag. So this <gasps> is real? This happened? This happened 15 minutes from my home. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. An Iowa Alzheimer's care facility is facing a $10,000 fine after pronouncing a woman dead who was later found alive when a funeral director unzipped her body bag, according to documents from the Iowa Department of Inspections and Appeals. The 66-year-old woman, who has not been identified, was admitted to the Glen Oaks Alzheimer's Special Care Center facility in Urbandale, Iowa, on December 20th, due to, quote, senile degeneration of the brain. She was admitted Mm. to hospice on December 28th. On January 3rd, according to the report, at 6 o'clock a.m., resident number one's mouth was open, her eyes were fixed, and there were no breath sounds. The Ooh. nurse was unable to locate a, a apical pulse uh, using her teles- telescope, her stethoscope. <laughs> <laughs> I have a theory of why she couldn't get a pulse. <laughs> it was a really good telescope. <laughs> She placed her hand on the woman's abdomen and noted no movement. The family was Mm. contacted and a funeral home was called, according to the records. Both the nurse and the funeral director, who arrived from Ankeny Funeral Home and Crematory to pick up the woman. Ankeny, I've heard of Ankeny. We've driven right by there. You drive right past Ankeny on your way to my house. Yeah. So they came to pick up the woman, reported no signs of life around 7.38 a.m., 
At approximately 8.26 a.m., funeral home staff unzipped the bag and observed resident number one's chest moving, and she gasped for air. The funeral home then called 911 and the hospice. Mm-hmm. After first being taken to a local emergency room for care, she was found to be breathing but unresponsive. She was later returned to the hospice on January 3rd. Oh, like, my God. Same sounds like Helen. I know. This is, I cannot believe this is real. I saw this headline a few times, and I just assumed it was one of those, like, fake whatever. Uh, right. Well, want to hear something Like a weirder. clickbait. I was. Oh, God. I Googled this story just to find, like, uh, more details about it. Yeah. Something similar happened in the UK, like, kind of recently. Ooh, so it's I a guess trend. This happens, it's trending. <laughs> I guess this happens kind of a lot. Oh, oh no. Okay, so she was returned to the hospice on January 3rd, and then the facility reported the incident to the DIA on January 4th. And according to the documents, she died at that hospice facility, actually died with her family by her side the next day. Are you sure? <laughs> how do we know <laughs> like, for sure? How Who do we, we fucking know? Everything is cake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Ugh. The violation issued to the care facility by the DIA states, based on interview and record review, the licensee failed to provide adequate direction to ensure appropriate care and services were provided. Yeah, no shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you don't say. So basically, it was an accident, but they got a fine, obviously. And the Ankeny, yet. the Ankeny Police Department told the Des Moines Register it is not pursuing criminal charges. Okay. Okay. I feel happy. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'll go for a walk. (laughs) (laughs) This poor one. Can you imagine this long, drawn-out death? Think of her family. She's dead. Oh, shoot. Oh, wait. No, she's not. False alarm. Oh, okay. She moved around in her body bag. She was gasping for air, and then she died the next day. Oh my God! I can't. I would. I don't think so. There, there were some. I'd find a way. There were some privacy issues with like, um, yeah, there were some privacy issues. They're not talking about the family or any kind of like settlement because the Mm -hmm. ten grand was just a fine. It's not Mm -hmm. a settlement. But okay, I have um one more thing, Mm. which is for the obituary area. Okay. Really fucking sweet. So this is the obit for um, one of the producers of Curb Your Enthusiasm's wife. Mm, okay. okay. So, so probably real well written. It's very well written, and that's exactly why I chose this. Mm-hmm. This was sent in by Danielle G. Thank you, Danielle. And the obit is for Linda Wide. I think I'm saying it right. W-E-I-D-E. Okay. Wide. Wade. Sure. Let's go with Wade. Okay, Linda Wade, my remarkable wife, believed everyone's age was nobody's business. Let's just say she was ageless and timeless. She had a kind of elegance from another era. She studied acting under Stella Adler, who told her, quote, My dear, you should only play queens. Oh, Oh, yeah. I like that, but also don't typecast me. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. She certainly was my queen for 28 years, 25 married. Mm -hmm. In 2018, she was diagnosed with progressive supranuclear palsy. Sounds really fucking bad. A rare but fatal neurological disease. Please Google Mm. it. 
Her bravery and dignity in the face of this illness were awe-inspiring, but unfortunately, the house always wins. She died on Christmas Day 2022, peacefully at home and in my arms. If you must die, try to do it in the arms of someone who loves you. It helps. Oh, Oh, oh my, my heart. God. I know. Oh my I can't. I'm menstruating way too much for this <laughs> kind of shit. Have you has everybody watched episode three yes. of The Last of Us? Yes. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Can't. Can mm-hmm. will did I was, twice. Was, uh, I was scared before. I'm not scared anymore. You're oh. my purpose. You're my Get purpose. Out. Not the strawberries. Oh, oh, my God. Oh I'm getting my chills. God. I have to finish because I need to go cry. Okay. Oh. <laughs> she was born in Philansby, West Virginia to Lucy Gian- Giannini uh, and Victor Ubieta. Her aunt Lee and uncle Eli Robb were important figures in her upbringing. Eli Roth. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> were important figures in horror genre filmmaking. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Very important. She attended Bethany College, where she received a B.A. in liberal arts. She lived for a time in Boston, then Manhattan. In 1989, she moved to Los Angeles. Thank God for that last move, because on September 30th, 1994, I walked into. Yeah, I walked into Cafe Aroma in Studio City, and there she was. She had it all. Beauty, style, grace, intelligence, wit, a great laugh, a blinding smile. And can I say this in 2023? Legs that demanded to be shown off and were. Yes. (laughs) That night, this is so sweet. That night I wrote in my journal, I think I may be in big trouble. We were (gasps) married on July 11th, 1998. Oh my God. The whole, this whole fucking thing is so, so sweet. She was remarkably low maintenance. We both appreciated the occasional meal in a fine restaurant and traveling abroad. But some years I'd ask what she wanted for her birthday and she would answer a grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, oh my God. See, you need someone that can do highbrow and lowbrow with you. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And identify graffiti. Mm-hmm. Oh, vandalism. Sorry. You mean you mean vandalism. Van- yes, I yes, didn't yes. know what you were saying because, yep, that's vandalism. That's oh, vandalism. That's, that right there, that's yep. vandalism. That's mm-hmm. vandalism. I know vandalism when I say it. Zach's <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on with you? Must have been swalking and driving. You're not the woman I married. <laughs> I was like walking around on Lake Michigan with my coat off. He was like, what is happening? <laughs> Okay, she was generous to a fault, always putting others' needs before her own. Her softest spot was reserved for animals, especially those in need. Our own animals were all rescues, and her friends would tell her, if I can come back in another life, I want to be one of your animals. Yeah. Oh. Her favorite charity was Best Friends Animal Sanctuary. Uh, I know one of the people who runs it, and it is a very great charity. Not to be confused with Best Fiends. (laughs) No. (laughs) That's friends without the R. Jesus. (laughs) I'm haunted forever. Understandably, she would become disenchanted with acting, but two memorable roles were that of Penelope in the 2001 L.A. stage revival of Kurt Vonnegut's Happy Birthday, Wanda June. She was asked Mm. to play the part by Vonnegut, which is pretty cool. That's badass. And the role of Mindy Reiser in the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode, The Terrorist Attack. Oh, God. She's also featured the 2021 documentary Kurt Vonnegut Unstuck in Time, which is dedicated to her. She's like How besties cool. with Kurt Vonnegut. 
That is so cool. That's very fucking cool. What a team we made. She was Gracie to my George. I don't know what that's referring to. Mm. After we purchased side-by-side cemetery plots years ago, I asked her what she wanted her marker to say, and she answered, I'm with stupid. (laughs) (laughs) He better deliver on that. So I think it's referencing George Burns and Gracie Allen, a little before our time. Mm, Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm with stupid. That request will not be honored. <laughs> oh, boo. Boo. Uh, and then he says, oh, dear, what am I ever supposed to do without her? Oh. They say nothing. They say nothing lasts forever, but they didn't know about my love for her. 28 years <gasps> wasn't nearly long enough. I'm crying. Oh. So, <laughs> I, I think I'd be a messing too. Still, <laughs> I may just be the luckiest SOB who ever lived. Rest in, uh, rest well, Bunny. I hope we'll be together again. <laughs> and then the last oh. part, for those who never knew her, I'm sorry for your loss. Oh, oh my God. Oh, that's so fucking sweet. I've never cried it's at really one of these bits, but it's really well done. It, <laughs> it is. is. well done. It's so sweet and kind and loving. I know. Oh. so antithetical to our whole show. I know. This Bill better write a really cute uh, I love for how me, Amanda immediately I'm gonna haunt the shit out of it. Turns it around. <laughs> yep. Makes yep. it about her own death. Yup. Yup. Bill yep. better. Yup. Bill back better. Because if I don't, I will have feelings and I don't want those. No, you won't. You'll be dead. No, I mean if I don't make it about me right now now in this moment, oh, I right. will have feelings. Yeah, we don't want that. Mm-mm. I don't want that. Oh, uh, well, that well that's my segment. That was Short gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. Well, thanks, beautiful. Thanks for listening. R.I.P. Linda. Sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Enjoy a good cry, everyone. Yeah, take your Free- meds. We'll see you next month. <laughs> Free tears here at Wine and Crime. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Cheers!